Just Our Real Estate, episode number 321. I like to shortcut things if I can. So I was able to get into something that I did end up paying for, but it paid huge dividends for me. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. I am super excited to have you today. I just, I'm really excited that you took the time to be here and listen to this podcast. There's an awful lot of choices out there. And the fact that you're here with me today is very cool. And I'm excited to dive into my interview today because it's a good one. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. This is really good content. I mean, just buckle up and get ready for a good one. Before we get started, though, I want to talk about a company that I am super excited about. This is like the greatest find of the 21st century in my business. Uh, these guys have been respon directly responsible for a real spike in, in my sales and my bottom line. The company I'm talking about it is uh, AdWords Nerds, and these guys are awesome. Dan Barrett runs the company, and just a super cool guy. I mean, I... I think we're almost like, I think we're friends. I hope we're friends. We're getting to be friends. He is helping me just explode my business. These guys are the only fully certified Google partners that work expressly and exclusively with real estate investors like you and me. Um, it's just, they're, they're amazing. They're a proprietary in-house AdWords system and they work just with real estate guys, you know, like, like we are. And I can tell you from my business, I, uh, I'm working with Dan and, and I basically have hired him to help me find motivated sellers in my market, right? When people type in, sell my house fast or whatever, uh, it's Dan's job to make sure that my website comes up on top. And let me tell you, they do. Month one, we we it was directly responsible for tens of thousands of dollars worth of business in my company. Month one, they're an A plus rated Better Business Bureau company, and it's just they're a hundred percent transparent, super client focused. I mean, Dan is like the best guy ever, and I'm telling you, the results are nothing short of amazing. They don't lock you into a long term contract, it's month to month, so you're free to leave at any time, and exclusively for you guys, my listeners. They will give you an hour of coaching time, which is normally $297. That's what they charge for an hour of consultation. They are going to give you that for free. You cannot, you, you can't not do that. Go check them out, guys. It's adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or you can go to juststartrealestate.com on the right-hand side, click on the AdWords Nerds banner. It'll take you to their site. You'll get that exclusive hour of, of coaching time and consultation absolutely free. I know once you talk to these guys, you are going to decide just like I did. You have to have this in your business, guys. People are searching the internet, looking for you more and more every single day. And if you're not there for them, they're going to go to the guy who is hiring Dan to run their AdWords campaign. You don't want to lose out on that business. You certainly don't want to miss out on the opportunity to explode your business like I have. Go check them out, adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or go to Just Our Real Estate, click on the AdWords Nerds banner. They'll take you right there. You are going to thank me. Okay, let's get into the show. 
All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate you being here, and I am really excited to be with you today. I'm excited because I have a guest on that's pretty special, and you'll find out why. Uh, it's something new for me, and it's certainly something I've not talked about on the podcast too much, so I definitely am excited to bring this guest to you today. Uh, I have on the phone right now with me my business partner, Mike Cowper. Uh, Mike, how are you doing today? How's things going? How, how's things going in our business? Oh, things are going great, Mike. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, things are going really well today, as always. Um, you know, obviously, you and I are now partners, having for a little bit, but businesses taking off, continuing to grow, and really excited to be on this path with you. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, I, you know, for years I've talked about on the podcast that I was basically a one man show, my wife and I, uh, for the most part, and never necessarily thought I was going to partner with anybody outside of my marriage. And we are officially not married, you and I. Uh, <laughs> but, but that all changed. So we're going to talk about that. I think it's an important conversation. It's really a cool story. So we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, let's just step back a little bit and talk about just you specifically. I want to. I want the audience to find out where what your background is, what's your work background before real estate, if if anything, which I know there is. But let's talk about the the work background, and then we'll transition into how you got into this world of real estate. Okay. Well, I graduated from Central Michigan back in two thousand and eight, and that was a time when there wasn't a lot of jobs to be had. So I was kind of thrust into somewhat of a not attractive position, but I'm glad it happened this way. I ended up um, selling coffee machines for Sharp and a local family-owned business. And the reason I did that, obviously, there was no jobs available when I came out of school, and that was what was available. I kind of pride myself on being a hustler, and I wanted to start making money. So I started selling copiers. And what that entailed was essentially going through all of Metro Detroit on a you know grid basis and knocking on every single office that I could find and basically walking in cold, not knowing anybody and asking them if they wanted to buy coffee machines. So that was my first foray into sales. I did that for about two years and then I transitioned over to Thomson Reuters where I did a lot of phone-based sales on tax and accounting information for CPA firms, lawyers, corporations and their tax departments essentially selling software as a service over the internet, did a lot of phone sales and webinar presentations for these folks. And then from that position, I actually got promoted into more of a hybrid position where I would make visits for a dedicated territory. So I did a lot of phone sales and a lot of in-person, so kind of a hybrid of that. And then after that, I transferred into uh, pharmaceutical sales and I did that successfully. Um, I mean, I'd won awards at all the places I'd been to. Most recently with my pharmaceutical job, they sent me to Hawaii, all expenses paid for a week, which was excellent. And then I quit <laughs> and I started working with you full time. Nice. So you have a fair, it's safe to say you have a fair amount of sales background and, uh, you have the kind of sales background, especially early on, where it's not—it doesn't sound super sexy and glamorous. Not a lot of people, <laughs> you know, uh, putting their arms around you as you walk into their facility, asking them to buy copiers. So that—you uh, just described my worst nightmare for the first couple of years there that you were working. Uh, but that's good. I mean, that demonstrates obviously you've got a sales background. You know how to talk to people. You know how to make sales, and that—you uh, know—that's going to play a part in in definitely how we got together. Um, but that's interesting. And I, I think that's a common theme with people in real estate or people who, who are in our industry, or even just entrepreneurs in general, they're hustlers. They, they, they were selling things at a young age. They were going door to door and doing, you know, grass cutting. And, you know, like you said, right, right when you got out of college, you just dove into sales. And I think that 
sales is probably the one skill that really translates into anything that you want to do, right? I mean, certainly for for working the working world, sales is important, you know, selling your company, selling yourself, but honestly, even in in social settings, you know, being a good salesman. Now, like the whole stereotypical used car salesman type attitude, <laughs> nobody likes that. That's a negative thing, but being good at selling yourself means that you're personable, you're charismatic, you draw people to you, you make them interested in what you're saying. To me, that's the essence of sales and it really is is a skill that everybody should try to try to get or try to have it's important and it just uh it's super important in our industry i know that so so that was your beginning right out of college you dove into sales you kind of moved around and moved up uh into a position where like you said you were you were winning awards and being sent to hawaii for a week i mean that's incredible I, i've been to hawaii it's paradise on earth. I recommend everyone go there if you can. But uh, yeah, to be sent there for a week would be would be fantastic. And okay, so you're doing that. It sounds like you're doing great. Your company must love you to send you to Hawaii. What made you take any? What made you even think about real estate investing? Like you were on a great trajectory. Everything sounds like it's going great. Why real estate? Well, it's somewhat of a funny story. My, my parents actually did real estate when I was younger, and I had a little bit of a taste for it. I kind of put it on the back burner, didn't think about it much, thought I'd always eventually want to get back to it, but life kind of got in the way. And essentially, I've been talking about it with a buddy of mine, actually the best man at my wedding, and we were you know, having a few beers one night, and he goes, you know, you've been talking about this forever. Why don't you just go do it? So that was September of last year when he told me to do that. And I was very proactive about doing it. I went and joined some of the, the local groups here in the Metro Detroit area, specifically started off out in the Ann Arbor one. And from there, I just went crazy. I, I took as much information in as I could. I learned as much as I could. But at the same time, um, I'm kind of a, a ready shoot, fire, aim, however that goes, <laughs> type of person. So I thought I had enough information to pull the trigger. I actually went through a mentorship program there. Um, you know, some people say you should, some people say you shouldn't when it comes to quote unquote gurus or paying for coaching. I like to shortcut things if I can. So I was able to get into something that I did end up paying for, but it paid huge dividends for me. So I started going to the groups in September. Then I went basically through education through October and I bought my first rental property November 5th of last year. So that kind of got my taste going. I immediately had equity. I was able to refinance it within a few months and pull all the money that I had into it out using private money loan from family. And then I was able to use that money over and over again, buy a few more rentals. And that's kind of what got the bug going. You know, I just saw the potential. There's uncapped limits where in sales, I mean, yeah, they, they say there are uncapped commissions and pay structures, but in a, in a realistic sense, there is a cap just because you can't sell an infinite amount of something, you yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. And that's awesome. And I think it's, you know, it's, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a minute, but you know, I, I think it's key that what people take away from what you just said is, you made a decision in September. It, it, I mean, it was happened to be September of last year, but who cares? You made a decision in the month of September. By November, you had basically uh, pulled the trigger and and had a house under your belt already. So 
it, most people, they'll make a decision in September and February, they, they really get ready to start thinking about doing it. And then by the summer, they're like, okay, now I'm really serious. And, and like years go by and that's exactly what happened to me. But in September, you made a decision by November, you had a property. So it's not something to be taken lightly to decide to do real estate. And then two months later, you have, a, you bought a house. Like that's not a small thing. So it's impressive. And it's something that people should actually really, really listen to and really take to heart. You made a decision, you got enough education, right? You felt like you, you had learned enough to at least go do it and you did it. Right. So do you still have that house that you bought last November? Yeah, I do. And I still haven't met the tenants or know what they look like or what they do, but they pay <laughs> rent on time. And I have a property management that does that for me. But yeah, I mean, it's great. It's a cash flowing property. I don't have many headaches with it. You know, hindsight being 2020, I know more than I did then. I probably would have done some things differently up front. But I mean, that's part of the learning curve. And, you know, I've listened to all your podcasts and I know that's kind of what you preach here is, you know, just start, get going on something. And you can kind of learn as you go. I mean, the thing is, there's, and yeah, there's huge ways to lose in this business, but at the same time, if you take the time to learn and maybe not, you know, analysis paralysis, and maybe I move faster than most, but at the same time, you know, you can get a good amount of information. And if you're networking and meeting the right people, a lot of people don't want to see people go wrong. So you can learn and leverage other people's information and mistakes. And I think that's a huge thing that people might be afraid of is they know that, hey, I don't know anything, so no one's going to tell me. Well, that's actually the people that most people want to help, especially those that are taking action and showing they're ready to do something for real. And I think that's part of, you know, when I joined that mentorship program that, you know, they saw I was for real and, you know, I got a lot more help, not only from them, but also people surrounding them. Yeah, definitely. So the house you bought in, in November, not only do you have it, it's still cash flowing. So it wasn't like a big mistake. There wasn't some monumental problem and, oh my God, it's just a money pit. No, you went out, you did it. You didn't do everything the way you would do it now a year later. But the bottom line is you have it. It's cash flowing. You're not dealing with tenants problems and things like that. It's a whole separate conversation about project manage, uh, uh, property management versus not using property management. But um, I, the model is awesome. It allows you and it allowed you then to work full time and acquire properties and not be not not have to do it like a full time commitment to to these properties. So that's incredible. That's it's it's definitely a good takeaway, you know, to to really just just go for it, you know, quit, quit thinking about it. I guarantee there's just tons and tons of people listening to this right now who have already in their mind made a decision that they want to do real estate. And maybe they made that decision a month ago, but I'll bet there's people that made that decision a year ago and they still haven't really taken any action. They've, they've maybe gone to meetings and bought books and, and there's, and sometimes that feels like you're actually doing something. But the fact of the matter is until you start placing offers on properties and getting them accepted, you're not a real estate investor, right? You're just somebody talking about it. So nothing wrong with that. But if you really want to do it, you got to do it. All right. So that was in November and, and I'm not trying to do this like in some super tight chronological order, but okay. So that was last winter, basically. Um, Toward the end of winter, you and I got in contact. Let's just talk about, I could do it, but you, you're you the guest. You do it. Let's talk about how that <laughs> happened and why that happened. And let's kind of give, I want the audience to hear how some of that stuff can unfold. So when they are trying to, to make contact with people or, or trying to work with someone, they know at least how you did it and it gives them some perspective. Yeah. So essentially what happened was I bought the first one. I got the bug. I had actually bought a second one 
before I met you. I think I closed on that in January or February. So I had that one going in. I noticed what a lot of investors start to notice that the MLS is super competitive and I was just exploring bigger pockets in a way to try and find people that were doing marketing, try and get some uh, you know tips and tricks from people in the area that might be doing it. So, you know, kind of going back to the networking that I talked about is I just reached out to almost anyone that had marketing anywhere in their profile on bigger pockets in the Metro Detroit area. And, you know, I met up with a bunch of them and met up with you at a Panera out in Troy. And, you know, we had a good conversation. You'd give me some actionable tips. You liked the fact that I had taken action already. Um, and from there, we had just kind of talked about, uh, you know, what it is exactly that you did when it came to marketing to find the deals that you were working on. Because at that time, you were in a transitionary period, I believe, from flipping to more of a wholesaling model, but you're still kind of in between both worlds. So I was essentially just trying to pick everyone's brains to start sending out marketing pieces myself so I could increase my portfolio and not necessarily have to compete as hard for everything. So during that talk and our conversation, you had lightly brought up that you know you were transitioning into a new role and a new model for your business and that you know ultimately one day you'd probably be looking to have some people join your team and on the sales capacity so me trying to be productive and you know be of service to you i think i called you the next day or sent you an email the next day and offered to do it for free <laughs> and we had met up at a coney island i think the day or two later and kind of talked about it a little bit further we decided that it might make sense for me to come on to your team in a sales capacity. And you graciously actually offered me money, which was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was essentially doing it just to get experience, yeah. learn what you were doing, and then try to steal it all and do it myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're <laughs> right. When we met that first time, the one thing that struck me that I, that I walked away from that I really remembered from that is you said, I decided I want to do it in September, and by November I had done it. To me, that was huge because I didn't I didn't work that fast when I first got into real estate. And but you know what? When someone tells me that they took action that fast and they put their money where their mouth is and they really took action, I start paying attention to that person because they're a doer, right? They're somebody who does things. So the interesting thing here too is, and I tell people this all the time, right? Definitely reach out and try to meet up with people and, and pick their brain and 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 try to get the conversation going with people who have experience. But I think what a lot of people, and I'm just maybe guessing here, that people will say, well, you have a podcast. So sure, people are calling you and they're reaching out and, and that's great. <laughs> you meet people that way. But guess what? You didn't meet me because of my podcast. I was just on a I didn't website. I had one. Right. I was just, and that's a whole other thing. But And I was just on a website, <laughs> Bigger Pockets, which a lot of people are on. I have something in my profile that you were searching for and boom, there it was. So I could have been anybody, right? Anybody can do this. But if I wasn't on Bigger Pockets, if I didn't have marketing in my profile somewhere, you would have never gotten in contact with me. We would have never, probably never, would have never met. So it, it doesn't take anything spectacular except just be get out there. Just get out there and and network and and just you know get on these sites, especially like a bigger pockets. It's a really really excellent site for investors. A lot of good information. So when we met up, like you said, I, you impressed me. You you actually did email me the next day, and it wasn't like hey thanks for meeting. You seem great. Talk to you later. Like it was a long email with all of your thoughts about what you plan on doing and what your goals are and and how you might be able to help me. And it was very 
professional. It was thought out. It took time. It clearly wasn't like a um, a boilerplate email that you were sending to everybody, or if it was, it seemed very personalized. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was at the point in in my business where I knew I needed to hire someone to help me with the growth that that I was uh, that I was forecasting. So, you're right. We met, and, and and you offered to do it for free, and I sort of, you know, in my mind, I recognized that you could be a real huge asset to the, to the company. So I wanted to keep you incentivized. So I, I offered to pay you because that's I, I you know it's, people only do something for free for so long. So I was trying to selfishly keep you on board as long as I could. Um, and then just to kind of fast forward a little bit. So then. Uh, we we worked together for for several months. You were doing phenomenally, and but what I started to understand was that you and I were a lot alike in some key ways, and we were very different in other key ways. And I've told people this a million times, and I talk about it all the time. You want if you're ever going to partner with somebody, you want to partner with somebody who has complementary skills and strengths, but fundamentally views business the same way you do. And and what happened was uh, late summer we were we were having just a basically a business meeting just talking about the business and what we were doing and what the growth was and I I actually think I brought it up the fact that you know I think I just I I mentioned something about partnering or or maybe someday or I don't know how I said it because I remember that your reaction was like, oh well, it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was gonna, I was gonna actually approach you at some point, and and basically the conversation went like this. It was, it was essentially, hey, listen, Mike, I, uh, me talking to you. We're both named Mike, so it's confusing. But me talking to you, I said, <laughs> I said, hey, Mike, I, I would like to make sure that you're around for a long time, right? And and in order to do that. Your your feedback was I I don't want to be an employee I'm an employee now I I want to own my own business I want to do this on my own so I'll I'll be around for a while but there will come a day where I'm gonna have to part ways and do this on my own and and run a business the only other option would be for us to do something together and and it didn't take me that long I had already kind of been thinking down this path. Uh, I, I never intended on having a partner, never wanted to have a partner. And probably if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have said, no, no way am I ever going to take on a partner because I, I just I, I worry about the disagreements and, and the issues. And I know my personality. I'm very impatient. Um, I, I like to see things get done. I think very big. I, I don't like I don't like people who wait around. So but over the course of several months, I, it started to become apparent that you and I were very kindred spirits that way. Um, you're very aggressive. You're very patient. You like to see things get done. You have high and, and aggressive growth expectations for the company. So the, the basically the decision was I, I, I lose you as an employee or I gain you as a partner. So th- those were that was kind of how I looked at it. And to me, uh, I knew that you and I together, uh, given your background, your skills, your attitude, we're going to do, you know, five to 10 times the business that I could do by myself. Because I told you this when we talked, if I thought that us partnering meant we could do double the business, there's no point in doing it because if because there's there's two people involved, right? You have to do more than double for it to make sense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, and I knew that we would do that. So is that, I've talked a lot. Is that pretty much how you remembered or how, how would you fill in the gaps there? 
No, I mean, that was exactly it. That was spot on. You know, I, I came on, I had a slight learning curve, but, you know, knowing the sales aspect of people and, you know, that's one thing I'd always stress for people if they're thinking about doing this or they're in sales, I mean, always look for the best solution for everybody. You know, you can get over on people if you really want to, but the best way to have a long, sustainable sales career and business and sales is to be truly genuinely trying to help people. So I was able to do that from the beginning with us when I was working for you showed that obviously that we were yeah the same type of person you know obviously you said that we have the the altering personalities in certain specs like you know I'm more outgoing when it comes to networking events and things like that you're more hands-on analytical on certain things so we do complement each other well but you're right the underlying drive is the same but in terms of timeline and what happened I mean that's exactly it I, I knew me personally I would not be able to be an employee forever I was willing to learn I was willing to do that but like I'd said you know at one point at some point in time there's going to be a day where I'm going to want to have this conversation. And we just figured now is better than later. Why not just kind of jump on board while we're at the kind of beginning stages of this? And you're right. I mean, th this is one of those things where the sum of the total is better than the individual parts. So an exponential increase is what we've done, I think, since we've become both partners, because now I'm not just handling one aspect of the business. I mean, I'm usually handling a lot of the business in terms of the day-to-day -day where you work on a lot of more of the bigger picture and growth aspects. And now we're kind of both collaborating on that as we're trying to remove ourselves from the business entirely, not entirely, but you know, from some of the lower value tasks. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's probably a whole even another episode is yeah. <laughs> talking about how we're trying to build, you know, because I don't know, you know, maybe not everyone thinks this way, but for you and I, we're, we're looking at exponential growth, and, and I'm, I'm not overusing the word exponential here. I'm using it quite literally. We're trying to grow exponentially while at the same time building a team and transitioning from us being in the day-to-day working you know 24 7 basically to kind of stepping back from that and managing a team i mean it's the whole e-myth thing where we're building a business we don't want to work in it we want to work on it so anyways that's that's a whole other thing of how we're doing that and some of it is we're kind of feeling our way too as we go but that's an important part of it neither one of us wants to be you know working 24 7 for the rest of our life i don't think anybody really wants that but we're just right now, we're, you know, that old analogy, we're using a ton of rocket fuel to get to the altitude that we're trying to get to. And at that point, we should be able to use a lot less fuel to stay where we are, but we're just building. But anyway, so let's talk about what is it that, we, okay, so the business that we're, that we're basically doing full time now is wholesaling, right? So when I, when you and I partnered, you had a job. Uh, I did not, well, I had a business, but I didn't work for anybody. And you basically, once we decided to be partners, abruptly quit your job. Now you were in the middle of like a little, like a leave or a vacation thing, but essentially at the end of that, you quit your job. So you went partner full-time like day one, which honestly was also important because if we're gonna be partners and I only have this business to keep my family fed and a roof over my head, it's 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 fair and, and reasonable to expect my partner to have the same commitment level, and uh, that wasn't even a conversation. Like you you had already said, this is I'm going to do it. So um, again, just <laughs> showing that we're on the same page, you know, as far as what our commitment level is and what our you know level of of uh, of, of being committed to getting this done. So you're basically handling a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff. You're going out right now and, and meeting with sellers, getting contracts and that kind of thing. That's your forte. Can you give the audience just a little idea 
uh, of some of your philosophies and some of the techniques and tactics and, and things that you use when you go out on appointments to meet with someone, how do you how do you recognize their motivation? How do you create that rapport? How do you know when you need to press them a little bit to get the contract signed or when maybe you back off and give them some time? Talk a little bit about some of those sales techniques that maybe some people don't have. Well, I think a lot of people when they're thinking of sales, they're, they're trying to hide from asking direct questions. And I think that's one of my strengths. You've got to be comfortable knowing that you have a solution for somebody. And then all you also have to be comfortable knowing that you might not be the best solution. So if you go in there with that in mind, you talk to these folks and there's a reason they gave you a call outside of an agent. You know, there's something that's not allowing them typically to go with a traditional sale through an MLS that can stretch out over time. So there's usually a reason that they're doing that, calling us one of our postcards in the mail or, you know, filling out our website. So, you know, when you first go out there, that there's something going on that makes them want to go this route. So the big goal is just actually, um, sorry about that. <laughs> the big goal is actually just go out there and kind of understand their situation. You've got to go out there and be a people person and actually care about why they're trying to sell. So if you go out to the place, you're walking through it, looking through it, try and get their history in the property, try and find out how long they've been there. And you know, you can even ask them, well, why are you selling this? Why not using an agent? Because they're going to tell you. I mean, the people that don't tell you typically aren't that motivated or they think you're some, you know, billionaire that is going to pay them way over market value. And if that happens when I'm out on an appointment, I've done something wrong in the qualifying process. But if you're out at a real appointment with someone that's willing to sell, they're not going to typically withhold information from you because if you position yourself right and you've talked to them and actually generally care about what they're thinking, I think there's a, a form method is that it calls like family, occupation, um, I should probably know that better, but <laughs> I was gonna say our um, art cannot be religion, is it? That seems like it wouldn't be the next one. No, I, I'm bad. I forgot that. I mean, I think I just do it all naturally because I've been, just been doing it so long. But yeah. essentially, trying to understand their situation, talk with them. Don't be an overly salesy person. Don't act like you know more than them. I mean, even if you do, who? What does that prove? People try to be all professional, trying to be overly bearing and, and really grind people. Go out there and understand and then explain to them why you come with your number. You walk through a property, you know it's worth hundred grand. You let them know, hey, we're investors. There's a reason that you called us and we've got to make money on this. But here's what it's worth at the end of the day. Here is what the rehab we need to do. Here's the profit we need to make. If you kind of lay it out for them and tell them how you come up with your numbers and you're fair with them and, and you don't try and jerk them around too much, most people are pretty open and understanding. And I guess when you'd ask about, you know, when do you apply more pressure? When don't you? That's almost a feel thing. It's hard to, to say there, there's no hard and fast rule on it. If you can tell someone's just kind of hemming and hawing because they're not really, there's no, there's no I guess, urgent need for them to sell, but they want to sell. By you applying a maybe deadline to them, now there's an urgency that they have to meet. You know, my offer is good till X date or it goes up to this or it goes down to this price. Or, you know, if there's not something that's looming that, you know, has a ticking time for them, you've got to put urgency. There's got to be an urgency there if, if you need, and if you don't, you need to be able to put it in yourself. So I guess that's kind of when you come to these appointments and trying to get under contract, I know I'm trying to condense it into a, <laughs> a yeah. quick soundbite. It's a, it's a much more detailed, I guess, overview than that. But I mean, essentially what you're doing is you go in there trying to understand the situation. Nice. You know, get like them that. on board with you, you know, tell them that you're really trying to provide a solution to them. But at the same time, it's gotta be a win-win for us. They're going to understand you're there to make money and you're taking a lot of this responsibility off and they're not going to have to do those repairs. They're not going to have to wait X amount of time to get this through. And maybe it falls through because of a mortgage or these new, you know, lending practices and rules with the government. So we make things easier. We provide a solution. We take a lot of the workload off of these people and just being confident that you can do that for them 
is really a large weight of the of the process. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I like what you said uh, a minute ago about asking them, why don't you just list with a realtor? Because the fact of the matter is most people, when they decide they want to sell their house, their first thought is to go with a realtor. So some people will say, well, well why would you mention a realtor? Why would you even suggest that they go through a realtor? <laughs> Guess what? They already thought of it and they already decided they couldn't do that. So you're not introducing something that no one's thought of. That's the first thing they thought of, but there's a reason why they can't. Sometimes, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Sometimes it's deferred maintenance. Sometimes uh, they have a real time crunch. Um, other times they just, you know, some people just don't like realtors and, and we come across that too. So there's a lot of reasons, but trust me when I tell you out there, folks, that they have already thought of a realtor. So you're not introducing a new concept to them, but by asking them why they don't, you're sort of you're sort of telling you're getting them to tell you why they need to use you to to buy their house and why they have no other options. So insanely smart and you know like I said about as far as applying pressure or not there have been deals where you've basically said listen you, you know this needs to happen now I I don't want to have to come back out or whatever like whatever you say you're adding pressure but I know there's been times where you've left without a contract and it's like, I'm going to give them a couple of days. I can tell they need just a little bit of time to process. I think we're going to get this contract, but if I would have pressed, it wouldn't have happened and they would have never signed with us. So you're right. It's something that you have to sort of get the feel for or your salesperson, whoever's doing this for you needs to get a feel for of when it's time. Cause some people, some people frankly need to be told what the next step is. And if you say the next step is we sign this contract, they'll sit down and sign it. If, if if they're not that you know if if their thing is that they're super uh, uh, worried about it or they want to talk to their spouse or whatever, I know there are some investors who go no, you hammer them, you tell them we're signing now or or we'll never come back. That that's fine, but it, it doesn't work in all instances. Some people and I've I had this personally when I was going out on appointments before you and I got together. I know you've had it too, where you give them time. They call you back in a couple of days and say, we're ready. We've made the decision. And they just need a little bit of time because, frankly, most of the people that we're buying houses from through our direct marketing are elderly and they don't like to be rushed. They don't like fast talkers who are rushing them into decisions. They, they really appreciate someone who takes their time and gives them time to make a decision. It may be an easy decision for them, but they just need to sleep on it. And, and I don't think there's personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's very effective, actually. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is a huge decision for them. They're they're leaving a home that they've tried to live in for one reason or another, and now they have to sell in some sort of a distressed situation. So you can tell by the personality type, but if you know it's not going to help to hammer the nail any harder, I mean, you make your offer, you try and get a contract, and if they're really not going for it, I mean, you got to make a few few goes at it. But if not going for it, I mean, why harm the relationship at that point? And let them sleep on it because you're right. <laughs> I mean, I've even lost deals because I was too aggressive. So, you know, you learn from those. When you get too aggressive, you know kind of when to start tapping the brakes. And I think it's just more of a learning curve when it comes to that. But at the same time, you're right. These elderly people, and that's one of our selling features. I always tell them, we can work on your timeline. So if I tell them I can work on your timeline on closing, but I can't work on your timeline on a contract, well, that kind of makes me full of it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, some people just can't deal with that kind of pressure, so there's no point in doing it. And that's the whole used car salesman thing that we talked about and joked about earlier. Nobody, I mean, listen, I know there's used car salesmen listening to this probably. I'm not saying used car salesmen are bad, but the the, the stereotypical the stereotype, uh, of the stereotype of it is bad, and that's what people don't don't like. Um, but, but frankly, you know, having a sales background is I think 
what has made you so good at what you do and has really contributed to our growth and and, and our bottom line. So that's key and and that's why you know we're we're partners right now because we both bring something to the table the other one desires and it makes sense and we have similar long-term goals and and kind of macro uh uh ideas of how this should happen and on the micro level we have our own responsibility so i don't micromanage what you do you don't micromanage what i do but ultimately as long as we're moving forward that's key so um, that's really important, guys. I, I don't, I don't ever advocate people taking on partners lightly or just doing it quickly with someone you don't know. But you know, the fact of the matter is, sometimes it makes sense, and 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 you can usually do more with other people than you can do all by yourself. So that's that's the lesson here. Uh, before we go, I know it's a little self-serving because we have the same company, but uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the company, what we do, what is available if people are interested. Uh, we have all walks of life listening to this. Some people are flippers, some people are landlords, some people invest out of state, some people don't invest out of state. We have people from Michigan listening, we have people from all over the world listening. So it doesn't necessarily translate to everybody, but let us I'll let you do it, Mike. Let's talk a little bit about our business. Well, I mean, kind of what we've been going over, we are active wholesalers. We send out a lot of mail pieces. We do a lot of internet marketing and get a lot of leads. And essentially, we get properties that are off market, and then we resell those contracts to other investors. So if you're a flipper, if you're a landlord, if you're looking for these great returns here in the Metro Detroit market, I mean, 15% and above is standard for the most part here. So we are able to find deals that don't require a ton of capital and can have pretty solid return on investments. And you know, kind of part of why that's our new company name. But <laughs> essentially, if, if someone's interested in learning more about what we do or, or want to have access to our properties, you know, we do have the new website, webuyroi.com. And if you want to see what properties we have available as they become available, you can go and sign up there. But you know, the other thing I'd offer to anybody is if you're just looking for maybe information or a little bit of help or you know, I can help you in any way. I mean, send me an email. It's Mike period Cowper, C-O-W-P as in Paul, E-R, at webuyroi.com. Because I got a lot of help when I started, and I'm happy to help those other people out do the same thing. I know you've got a lot of listeners that are kind of either looking to make that first jump or maybe need encouragement or, you know, whatever it is. I'm, I'm happy to help people out with that. And, you know, I think that only grows. I mean, the scarcity mentality that can be out there I think is limiting. If, if there's a ton of people here doing as much or more business than us, that means there's a lot more business that we can earn. And I think there's a big enough pie that everyone can have a big piece. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, guys, just so you know, <clears throat> I wouldn't partner with somebody if they weren't a, an absolute like drop dead ninja rock star person. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're out there talking to sellers and you're not having a lot of luck or, you know, you're getting door slammed in your face or, or you're just not making it happen with the conversion in terms of getting contracts, um, please don't bother Mike a lot because he's working for us. But give, give, <laughs> shoot him an email and, and ask him for some pointers because he's the best in the business right now. And, and that's just a fact. So, uh, And I'm always here for you, too. Uh, you can go through the podcast if you want to get a hold of me, uh, Mike at JustStartRealEstate.com. Everybody knows that. Go to the website. I will have a link to our website on the right-hand side. So you can just click on that and you can and click through and sign up to be on our buyers list. You know, if you live in Southern California or any place else that has real estate that's just ungodly expensive to buy. Uh, I'm telling you, Michigan is a fantastic market. 
We have a, a lot of, of rental opportunities for landlords. There's certainly opportunities for house flippers. If you flip long distance or if you're here in Michigan, uh, give us a shout, get a hold of Mike, get a hold of me, and uh, we can at least talk about it and see if it makes sense for you. So that's all I have today. Mike, anything else you want to say before we go? Yeah, and just because I know a lot of the, there's new people that are listening to this trying to get their, their real estate started. And I think one of the benefits that when I went out there and tried to network and get information is have some specific information. Don't go, hey, I'm new. Can you help me? Because there are a bazillion different avenues you can go down. Kind of do your, your, your upfront work and what you want to do. Get a general understanding. Then if you have a specific question or you need specific help, that's a, a much better way to go on about finding a mentor or finding someone that's going to be able to help you. Because if you come and send me an email, which I, like I said, please do. But if you send me an email, hey, how do I get started? Well, that's a that's a loaded question. So if you are looking to be a landlord and you have three properties under contract or that you're trying to put an offers in, maybe you have a specific question about how do I judge rent or what type of rehab or blah, 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 anything like that specific, you know, that's going to help you not only with me, but with anybody in your local market. If you're going to these networking groups, you know, be specific about what you're trying to find and then also provide a value to that person. You know, Show them that you're trying to do something and then you know, offer something back to them. You know, how can I help you? What can I do to help your business and, and things like that? So, you know, it's got to be a, a win-win for everybody involved. Yeah. So we're, in other words, we're trying to create an army of helpers by everyone who calls us or writes us. We're going to ask you to do stuff for us. No, I'm just kidding. He, that's a good point. And you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I mean, it's exactly what you did. And if you hadn't asked, I don't know, I, I might have contacted you anyway because I liked you, but I don't know. I had a lot going on. So the fact that you you kind of followed up and did that made all the difference in the world. And it set both of our lives in a, in a little different trajectory for the better. So um, but you know what? It doesn't happen if you don't meet with people. It doesn't happen if you don't network. So you got you to get out there and do that for sure. Um, but anyways, Mike, listen, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, our business is dead because we're both sitting here right now. Nobody's working. <laughs> uh, good thing we're hiring people to do some stuff for us. So there is actually things going on in the background. But I appreciate your time. Obviously, uh, we talk a lot, obviously. So uh, this is nothing new, but it's good for the listeners to hear a little bit of how we do things, how we met, and you know, get some of that under their belt so that they can do the exact same thing in their business. So thanks again for being here, Mike. I will talk to you soon, buddy. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. This, you know, I try to bring it in every single episode. Hopefully, this one was no exception and you actually got a lot of content out of it, like I really think that you did. Thanks for tuning in again. I really appreciate it. And remember, I am doing a ton of wholesaling in my market and I'm super pumped about it. If you're ever looking for properties where you're getting that evasive, elusive, that, you know, mystical 2% rule in your portfolio, let me tell you something. My my market has it like crazy. I am finding the most incredible rental properties every single day for, for investors and landlords in my area. If you have any interest in that, give me a shout. Contact me at mike at juststartrealestate.com. Let me know what you're looking for. You can get directly onto our buyers list if you go to my website at webuyroi.com. That's www we buy b u y r o i .com you can sign up for a buyers list you can see everything that we're getting under contract take a look at it anything interests you give me a call i'd be happy to hear from you so once again thanks for joining me on this episode it was awesome i appreciate it very much okay until next time if investing in real estate is your dream there's only one way you can make it a reality just start 